God is the God of the universe. God is the God of everybody. And that is what John was referring to when he said that the one that does not love does not know God. But the confidence that you must have in the word of God from within, that deep assurance, heaven is a state of happiness which comes as a result of living a useful life. The heavenly pursuit is usefulness. The heavenly pursuit is love. The wisdom of God, it is universal. It is universal because it does not belong to a certain sect. thank the Lord so much. So, I'll share something with us, okay, that I believe will help us. So, last week Sunday, getting to the evening, the Lord spoke to me. And, you see, that's the thing about the Lord speaking to you. It's almost like you are thinking it to yourself, okay? So, if you really want to negotiate away the direction of the Lord, you can easily do it. Do you see? You can do it. There is not much emphasis, especially in the way that we desire the emphasis to be before we move. The Lord speaking to us is without such emphasis. But it comes with the recognition as he speaks to you that this is a good thing to do. Hallelujah. And the fact that it is a good thing to do becomes its own emphasis. So the Lord does not speak to you with a lot of pressure so that you will say that, ah, okay, now I'm very sure the Lord is speaking to me. When the Lord speaks to you, it is without pressure, but it comes with the recognition of the good thing that must be done and an understanding as to how important that good thing is. And a lot of the time, if it's an instruction, the benefits that it will bring, okay? So the Lord asked me, it was more like, why don't you fast towards the fact that your birthday is coming, okay? So I was like, oh, okay. But I also was weighing the option whether I should do it because it doesn't come with a lot of pressure so you toss it in your head you are trying to see if you can get out of it right because the idea is that what at all yeah, is coming especially when you have experiences of engaging in many fasts that seem not to have yielded anything hallelujah so I said okay why not? So I considered that because the way it came to me was like the Lord will tell you something. Something will come out of this. You get it. But then you also know that we've entered or we ventured into such pursuits thinking that something will come out of it and nothing came out of it. You see. So I decided that, okay, let me do it and see. And for me, my fasting is not according to anybody's standard. It's according to my own standard. Hallelujah. Yeah, so some of you, when fasting comes into your mind, you are thinking six to six, right? Yeah. It depends. Me, I fast till it's okay. Then I stop. 
and many of the times it's in the afternoon. So this fast that I'm talking to you about is a fast from morning to like one o'clock in the afternoon. Or it's not a fast. <laughs> yeah. Or I didn't afflict myself enough. Yeah, that's the fast. That's my own fast. Because there's a point where you have engaged the uh, understand. So you can break and continue. You see, let me explain. When I break my fast, I don't end the fast. Do you understand? Yeah, I don't end the fast. There's a point where the fact that I've not eaten becomes a nuisance. And that's why I break the fast. Do you understand? Then I continue with the fast. Because the fast is not about the food. Do you see? So please understand. Okay. And maybe it can help some of you. Or not help some of you, especially those of you that don't want to fast. Juicy. So say, ah, okay. Then me can fast away because me I eat every day at two. So <laughs> yeah, please, that's not what I'm talking about. I felt I should add this, okay? Before those of you who have some kind of erroneous imaginations, you begin to imagine this fast that I'm talking about in the wrong way. Yeah. There is a point where if the fast becomes you showing God, see how I have afflicted my body, so respond to me. If the fast becomes like that, you are in the enemy's camp. You are sinning in the fast. Listen, when you fast, your reference for access to God is that God should look upon it's not that you say it, but you feel it. Your confidence in approaching God is that look at what you have done. Do you understand that? When you do that, you are sinning, and nothing really comes out of that. If you persist in that regard, you are going to encounter familiar spirits. Hallelujah. So even though we fast, what we are trying to do is to see God. And the reason why we want to see God is that God is willing to reveal himself to us. And he's directing us as to how we may prepare ourselves to receive him. You understand that? Yeah. So our confidence in seeking God is in God, not in the fact that we have afflicted ourselves enough. So it's like the traditionalists, you cut, cut yourself and your God should look upon the things you have done to yourself so that they will appear. Um, that's not how God is. Amen. That's not how God is. So in the first, what we try to do, I, I think I've spoken about this a bit, but since it has come through this, let me, what you try to do is to not let any concern that comes up, including the concern of having to eat, stop you from seeking God. So you are not responding to any external material concern so that you can focus on seeking God. It doesn't mean that don't do anything. I'm talking about the things that you would normally enjoy. You understand? And you are used to enjoying. You hold yourself back from that house. You seek the Lord. And it is so that you can have clarity. Do you see? So it is not so that the Lord will see how much you have suffered. But it is so that you will have clarity. So it's like a focusing of your attention. And the thing about focus is that when you create a scenario where you are required to turn your attention from other things, then focus comes into view. 
So if you are trying to focus on God, you are going to have to turn from certain things that you would normally do so that you could actually focus on God. Amen. And that's what the fasting, at least the fasting in the external, the spiritual fast is to turn away from evils. And that is more important than the external material fast, which is to not eat and to not do certain things uh, that you would normally enjoy. The spiritual fast, which is the proper fast that the Bible speaks about, is to turn away from evil. So in actual sense, that is the most important one. This one, actually, because of its content, it does not really qualify to be called a fast, but it resembles the actual fast. That's why we call it a fast. And it helps because then it refocuses your attention even in the external, whilst your spiritual attention is focused through the turning away from evils. So there's the turning away from evils, which is the fast, then the external equivalent where you are focusing your external self also on the Lord, which means that you will not subject yourself to certain things, but to focus on God. So that's the idea of focus. So the first day of the fast, as I finish doing my things, then I eat. Okay? And please, again, if it's a long fast, you don't eat. Is it like the way you, you break your fast? You eat, uh, then the following day, you can't know. This kind of eating is like normally once a day eating kind of because the fast is continuing after the breaking. Do you understand that? So it's a whole period of focus. So the night after, so that's Tuesday dawn, I had a dream. And in the dream, the dream had many components. So when I woke up from the dream, I was like, oh, okay. So the day that you set your heart to seek after the Lord and answer, that's what the angel told Daniel, right? So I actually contemplated whether I should stop the fast. Yeah, that's it. But I remembered that, I mean, to stop the fast is good news to anybody, right? Yeah, so, but I remember that in the beginning, it was to fast to a certain point, so I continued. But my point was that I had a dream, and in the dream, um, someone was telling me something. The dream had many components, but this one is the part that contemplated on it. The Lord wanted me to share with you today. Someone was telling me something. And actually, he wasn't telling only me. He was telling all of us. So we had finished a meeting, okay? And the meeting, listen, the meeting was a meeting of people called remnant. Do you get it? It's like, that was our remnant meeting. Do you understand that? So there were other remnants, but we had finished our remnant meeting. And that meeting was very powerful. It was a series of meetings. So it's like a special program kind of, okay? And then the representative of the one that we brought to come and speak to us, more like the spokesperson, was talking about how well we had done and how far we had come. But then he said, they will come again next time. And that we should improve upon our sound. We should improve upon our sound. So it was like, when they come next time, what they'll be checking is that there should be an improvement upon our sound. Now, when he said that, I was sitting and observing because I was like, the one that had organized the thing. 
Okay, so I was at the back observing everything. So when he said that, I turned my attention to look at our speakers. And I realized that our speakers were okay. Like in terms of what they could project, it was okay for the room that we found ourselves in. You understand that? So I, I thought in my head, why would he want us to improve upon ourselves when the sound we have in the room was okay for the room? Then I understood that it was because of the enlargement that the Lord wanted to bring. Now, this is not just literal enlargement, but in terms of what the Lord would use us to do. Hallelujah. So because of what was coming, because of the enlargement that was coming, so this person spoke in anticipation of that, or in terms of we preparing for what was coming, because the next visitation was coming, right? And our preparation for it was that we should improve upon our sound. Hallelujah. So that's the part of it that I want to share with you. Okay. So improving upon our sound. I want to explain something in relation to sound for us to appreciate what the person was talking about. Hallelujah. Now, my point is that if I had not fasted, I wouldn't have had this dream. Yeah, Nasana. Yeah. So at the time, you see, I had Pasino talking to me, actually, man, tire. Man is trying to speak to you, right? But I also sensed in the spirit that a lot of us did not resonate with what he was saying in terms of the passion with which he spoke. And that has to do with sound, okay? And I will explain. Okay, so if I had not done that, it wouldn't have happened. And that's how it is with the steps that God asks us to take. It's almost like <laughs> you have not lost anything. Because I would have known I was going to have a dream. I wouldn't have known. So it would have gone on. We are all moving. Not knowing that's how and I've missed it. That's how it works. It's like that always with God. When you obey God, something comes. When you don't obey God, it's as if God didn't have anything for you. Then you go on with your life. Hallelujah. Yeah. Like last month I was sharing with you, when you don't consecrate yourself, you think you are not useful to God. When you consecrate yourself, you find out your usefulness to God. So you can walk about as though there's nothing that can come out of you. And it's not because there's nothing that can come out of you. It's because you are not aware of what can come out of you. And the reason why you are not aware is because you have not consecrated yourself. You are blind. Amen. All right. So I want to share with us something on sound. Okay, sound. And in relation to speech. Okay, so sound in relation to speech. See, in the scriptures, when the Bible talks about someone speaking, okay, when the Bible talks about someone speaking or speech, the focus is on the words that are coming out of the person's mouth. Okay? That's where the focus is. So the focus is on the truth or the doctrine that is coming out of the person's mouth. But there is something subtle that has to do with speech that we normally don't talk about because our focus is on the words that are coming out of the mouth of the person. And that has to do with the voice with which the person is using to speak. So as I'm speaking to you, you find that 
I'm speaking words, okay? But there's another component of my speech, which is not the words, but the voice that projects the words. So if I did not have a voice, I will be mouthing out the words. Is that the case? And you will not hear, right? Yeah. So it's the voice that projects the speech. And normally, because our focus is on the words, we don't realize that the voice or the sound is playing a major role so far as the speech is concerned. Yeah, you find that you don't realize it is. So as I'm speaking to you, there is a voice with which I'm speaking. There is a sound that is coming out of my mouth. And that sound is part of the communication. So every communication has the speech part and the voice part, or the speech part and then the sound part. Hallelujah. And as the speech focuses on the words, the sound focuses on the heart from which those words are coming. Hallelujah. The sound focuses on the heart, the condition of the state of the heart from which the words that are coming out are coming out. So you find that if you look to God when you are dealing with people, listen to this, if you look to God when you are dealing with people, not if you look at the people to spy them suspiciously, if you look to God to understand when you are dealing with people, through the gift of discernment, you will be able to pick up vibes from the people that is beyond the words that they spoke. Please understand that. So when people speak, they give off another vibe. That vibe is the sound of the person. That vibe is the sound of the person. Now, that vibe is supposed to be found in the voice with which the person is speaking. But because voice is external, we can also hide the voice. We can hide the actual voice and project a different voice. Do you understand that? We can pretend with our voice. But there is a vibe that the person gives of as they are communicating or as you are dealing with them, that is their actual sound. Now, this sound is coming from the heart of the person and it speaks to the nature of the person. Hallelujah. It speaks to the nature of the person. It speaks to the actual condition of the person that is speaking. That is the vibe. So for example, pastors, shepherds, you should be talking to your member. If you look to God, you find that some of the members like to take you on a spin. You get it? So if you look to God, you'll be able to pick up the vibes that are coming from your member without you being misled by the voice or the words that are coming out of them. So a member can be speaking as though they love God and they want God but the sound that they will be giving, the vibe that will be coming out of them will be a vibe that is contrary to what it is that they are speaking. And the sound is the actual person. Because if a person will genuinely speak a certain word, it is the sound that makes the word what it is. Without the sound, the word is lost. Hallelujah. Without the voice, the word is lost. 
So, and the sound I've explained is the vibes. You see, in the book of Acts, the Bible speaks of certain vagabonds of the Jews who were exorcists. And they began to use these words that in the name of Jesus, right? We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preached. So this is what they started to use. They were vagabonds, vagabonds, vagabond Jews. They were exorcists. And they took upon them to call over them, which had evil spirit. So these were people that were exorcists. Their job was to cast out devils from people. Notice that. And they decided to call over them, which had evil spirits, the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, we adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preached. And there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, and chief of the priest, which did so. So amongst the people who did such things were these seven sons of Sceva. Verse 15. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? Now, this is the case of somebody speaking the right words. Right? This is a case of somebody speaking the right words, saying the right things, but the vibe, the sound that is coming from the heart is what is betraying the person. For instance, as I'm speaking to you, what you can hear with your natural ears is the speech, the words that I'm speaking to you, right? Now, aside the words that I'm speaking to you with, there is a vibe, there is a sound that is hidden within the words. That makes the words what they are. The Bible speaks concerning Jesus, that as he spoke, the people were marveled at his doctrine because he spoke as one with authority and not as the scribes. He spoke as one with authority. What is in the words is the sound. Is the sound, is the vibe. That is the reason why you also, listen, that's the reason why you also given the opportunity to speak to people, will speak the same words, but it will lack the sound. Hallelujah. Now, it is the sound that carries the power. It is the sound that carries the power. It is the sound that brings about the impact. Jesus said that the wind bloweth where it listed. Huh? And then you do not know where it's going. You do not know where it's coming. But you hear the sound thereof. Hallelujah. So the presence of the sound is the sign that the Holy Spirit has worked. Please understand that. So the sound becomes the impact. So if indeed the Spirit of God is working in you, there is a sound that you give off. And that sound is what carries your speech and makes your speech impactful. It is that sound that carries your action and makes your actions impactful. It is that sound. For instance, there are some of us that are sharing the word of God with people. There are some of us that are preaching and we feel like, oh, by which we are doing something. But what we are lacking is the sound. We are speaking words that are being taught us in church. But what you cannot borrow from a person is his sound. 
that sound, you can take the words, but you can't take the sound. And the sons of Sceva saw it. Well, they spoke the words because they had seen Paul do the same thing. But they could not take the sound, the vibe that Paul spoke with. They couldn't take that one. They could take the words, but the vibe was not there. The sound here is the vibe. And remember, it's the vibe. Now, that sound is what carries the power. That is what is driving away the devils. They assume that it is the words that are driving away the devils. There are people in your life that maybe are trying to speak to. Some of you leaders, pastors, maybe are trying to speak to a member, but you feel like you are not reaching far enough with that person. Aside the possibility that the person may not be interested in what you are saying, the other side that you look at is the sound that you are given. Hallelujah. The sound that is going out of you. If the sound is right, it will make the words or the actions carry the required power. Hallelujah. If the sound is right, that's what will happen. So you are speaking to people, trying to help people. You are trying to share the word of God with people, but you see that you lack authority. It means that there is a problem with your sound. Hallelujah. And remember, the sound is speaking about the heart because that is where the sound comes from, is the heart. That's why even when you play music, the words engage your mind, but the sound, the tune, the beat, it engages your emotions. Hallelujah. So the sound is of the heart. And if the sound is missing, then there's going to be a problem. At times you think that it is because you don't have the right words. That's when you may find that somebody will use the same words that you use. Or you may even use better words and more detailed information. You may teach in terms of the things, maybe what you will share will be about four pages of accurate knowledge. And somebody will share one page of accurate knowledge and will carry an influence over the person in a stronger way. And you feel like maybe the person is being selective. I'm also saying that there is a sound that you are given. Hallelujah. And that sound is betraying you because nothing betrays a person than the sound. And the sons of Skiva found it out. The sound. If the sound is not in line with the words that are being spoken, the words become empty. Or even if the right words are being spoken, but the sound the vibe that is coming out of you does not join up with the words, or they are not the sound of the words that you are speaking. The words will not carry much weight. Some of us are speaking to people with the words of life, but the sound we are giving off is that we seek their endorsement. So you are sharing the word of God with somebody that you feel like they must be transformed. But quietly, the word that you are speaking, it shows that the person is in the wrong state and then you want the person to be transformed. But the vibe you are giving is a vibe of somebody that the person accepting your message will make you very happy. And the happiness is not because of the soul of the person, but because it will make you feel accomplished. So in sharing the word of God with such a person, even though what you are speaking says that you want the person to be helped, 
your heart is giving another vibe. And that vibe is a cry for endorsement, a cry for appreciation. And at times you see it when the person begins to disagree with you, you find that you become protective. You switch into self-preservation mode. And it is because that was actually the sound that went forth with the words that you were speaking. So you may do the right thing. You may do what the word of God says, but the sound that goes with the word of God or with what it is that you are doing will be very contrary to the action that you are doing. And because of that, the action will not yield the kind of results that God wants it to yield. Hallelujah. So God is saying that we should improve upon our sound. We should improve upon our sound. Not our word, but our sound. Not our speech, but our sound. And with what is coming, it is the improvement upon the sound that will be measured. Hallelujah. In Numbers chapter 10, God spoke to Moses concerning the making of a trumpet. And the Lord spoke unto Moses saying, make thee two trumpets of silver. You see, when I was younger, one of the things that I used to wonder about is the fact that I had a lot of things to say to people that I believe were right. But the people seemed unwilling to give me their attention. So as I analyzed it, I concluded that the people don't want to hear the truth. And they are, what is it that Paul told Timothy? They are despising my what? My youth. As I grew up, what I realized was missing was that my speech carried forth the sound of a child. A naive child who is inexperienced. So even though I spoke the truth, I spoke the truth as the one who is speaking the truth because he has no experience in life. That's why I'm speaking the truth. And those that heard me felt that vibe. Because even though at times you need discernment to pick up the vibe or the sound, at times the sound finds itself in some of the wording, some of the facial expression, and some of the need to defend yourself. Do you understand that? Even in your presentation, that is the speaking of an inexperienced person. So you are speaking words, and your words are big, big words. Your statements and the things you are speaking are deep things. But they are the words of a shallow person. Do you understand that? So a shallow person speaking deep things, the sound does not correspond to the words that are being spoken. Do you understand that? So it is not your youth that is being despised. It is because you give off the sound of a naive person. And when a naive person is speaking the truth, the one that is listening concludes that you believe the truth because you have not faced any challenge. Because you don't know. Hallelujah. If you knew, 
you will not be speaking the way that you are speaking. And you too, you are convinced you know. But the problem is that if you know, then how come your sound is different from the words that are coming out of your mouth? And remember, the sound is a real one and it will always betray you. It will betray you. That's a real person. It will betray you. So when I realized that it was because of this that I understood what I needed to do, that to improve upon my own sound, I needed to focus on my own consecration with the word that I have received. With that, your sound improves. With that, your sound improves. With that, your sound improves. Without that, you are speaking like a child who has discovered some information somewhere and is bringing it out to show off. Hallelujah. And for some of us, that's how it will be with the truth that you know. It will be like a child speaking things that he does not know. So even though what you are saying is true, the person knows that you don't know what you are talking about. Hallelujah. So now, verse chapter 10. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Make thee two trumpets of silver. Of a whole piece shalt thou make them, that thou mayest use them for the calling of the assembly and for the genuine of the camps. You see, so the trumpet will be used to call the assembly, right? It will be used to sound the alarm that says that we are moving on from here. Hallelujah. And when they shall blow with them, all the assembly shall assemble themselves to thee at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And if they blow but with one trumpet, then the princes which are heads of the thousands of Israel shall gather themselves unto thee. And when ye blow an alarm, then the camps that lie on the east path shall go forward. When ye blow an alarm the second time, then the camps that lie on the south side shall take their journey. They shall blow an alarm for their journeys. But when the congregation is to be gathered together, ye shall blow, but ye shall not sound an alarm. And the sons of Aaron, the priests, shall blow with the trumpets, and they shall be to you for an ordinance forever throughout your generations. And if ye go to war in your land against the enemy that oppresseth you, then ye shall blow an alarm with the trumpets, and ye shall be remembered before the Lord your God, and ye shall be saved from your enemies. Also, in the day of your gladness, and in your solemn days, and in the beginnings of your month, ye shall blow with the trumpets over your burnt offerings, and over the sacrifices of your peace offerings, that they may be to you for a memorial before your God. I am the Lord, your God. Hallelujah. So now the trumpet was to be made of silver. And we know that in scripture, silver speaks of the truth, right? But this is a wind instrument. Trumpet is using the wind to sound, okay? That's why it blew, okay? And because of that, its source of truth is actually going to be from the heart. Because when instrument speaks of the affections, hallelujah, 
wind instruments. They speak of the affections. So a trumpet that is made out of silver is simply put truth that is being proclaimed from the heart, right? Or truth that is being proclaimed with the right sound. Truth that is being proclaimed with the right sound or from the heart. Now, that is revelation. Revelation of the truth. Anyone that comes to the revelation of the truth does not know the truth as a speech. He knows the truth also as a sound. Hallelujah. Remember, we have shared here that revelation is not just to know the truth, but to love the truth. There's an affection that must be for the truth that is known. There's a preference that must be for the truth that is known. And that is what makes it revelation. Revelation is not just to know something. Revelation is to know and love the truth. So the truth that comes to you by revelation is a truth that your heart agrees with. That is why when your heart is set in evil, it is not possible for you to have revelation of the truth. The encounter that you have with the truth when your heart is set in evil is truth in the external. Doctrine that teaches you what you may do in order to turn away from evil. That kind of truth, you only hear it from the outside. So the only truth you come into contact with when your heart is evil, when your heart is not set right, is truth that is coming to you through your senses. Like I'm preaching to you now, this truth is coming to you through your senses. And that one, anyone can hear it. Hallelujah. But there's a truth that does not come through the senses. It comes through the spirit. Hallelujah. Or the spiritual senses. And that kind of truth, before a person can encounter it, their heart must also be turned away from what is evil. And that is revelation. So revelation of truth is truth whose source is from heaven or whose source is from the spirit of God. And that is the sounding of the trumpet. The sounding of the trumpet is speaking about the revelation of truth or the manifestation of truth. That's what was done. The trumpet was sounded so that they would gather. In other words, in God's system, before a gathering unto the Lord can be done, it is by revelation. It is by revelation. They sounded the trumpet so that they could also move, they could migrate. Before you change your location in your spiritual journey, it is going to be by revelation. They sounded the trumpet so that they could go to war. That which overcomes the enemy. Remember, the Lord said that if you sound the trumpet, then the Lord will favor you in the battle. You understand that? The Lord favoring you in the battle means that you have gained the truth that actually overcomes the enemy. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And that truth is what the trumpet signifies. And if you go to war in your land against the enemy that oppresses you, then ye shall blow an alarm with the trumpet, and ye shall be remembered before the Lord your God, and ye shall what? be saved from your enemy. The truth that saves you is not the truth you knew in the external. The truth that saves you is not the truth that you knew in the external. It is the truth that you know in the spirit. And that is what the trumpet sounding is for. So the Lord gave them the trumpet to signify revelation. Hallelujah. Now revelation, as I'm saying, is not just to know the word, but to know the word from the spirit. And to know the word from the spirit means that there is an affection in your heart for the word that is known. And that is the sound. So if truth will actually carry power, its projection must be from the heart of the person. 
A truth whose projection is only from the mouth. A truth whose projection is only from the external carries no power. A truth whose projection is from the heart carries power. And that is the sound that God wants us to improve upon. So this trumpet that was given, its ability to actually lead the people was in the fact that its sound was from the spirit. The Bible says that blow ye the trumpet in Zion. Why? Because that trumpet, its sound is not coming from the natural. It's coming from the spirit. Hallelujah. And here I speak of influence. Influence according to the mandate that the Lord has given to us. If what we are going to do, if the Lord will be manifested in us in the way that he wants to be manifested in us, then the sound must improve. Hallelujah. The sound must improve. And we know this, how to improve upon the sound. But the sound is the vibe. And the vibe cannot be faked. Hallelujah. The spiritual vibe, the spiritual sphere that is going out of you, if it does not correspond to the word or the action that you are undertaking, then you become a hypocrite. That vibe cannot be faked. That sphere cannot be faked. Hallelujah. And God says that as we have received this word, we should turn our attention on actually the improvement upon the sound that is coming from our own hearts. We should improve upon our individual sound. As I was sharing with you about how the burden is upon all of us. Remember, this message was to the congregation. Hallelujah. This message was to the congregation in the dream that I had. This message was to the congregation that we must improve upon our sound. It means that you yourself as an individual, you must take up this responsibility to improve upon your sound. Because the sound is actually who you are. That is your authority. And that's what gives life to every action that you may undertake that you will say is according to your unique vessel. And because of that, you are working for God. It is the sound, the vibe that you are giving. Some of us talk to people to do certain things that we ourselves in the situation we would not do. Some of us can quickly advise people with instructions about how we should apply the word of God that we ourselves, we do not apply. And I'm saying that in that you lack authority, in that you lack the right sound. You have become like the vagabond Jew. You have become like the sons of Sceva who are speaking forth things and declaring things, but the sound, the vibe that they give is different from that which is coming out of their mouth. Some of us tell people that, pray, have you prayed about it? Have you prayed about it? But we ourselves, we don't pray. We ourselves, we don't pray. We ourselves, we are not committed to prayer and to giving ourselves in prayer. But we know to say that, have you prayed about it? And I'm saying that in that speech, you're a hypocrite. Because the sound, the vibe that you are giving is what is betraying you. Even though the vibe will not be sensed by the one that you are speaking to, if the person does not discern, in the spirit, that vibe is there. And because of that, your words do not carry power. Your words do not carry power. So, but I've said this to somebody, it means that that person already had some power. They took your word without the power and ran with it. 
in our speech, in our actions, in the steps that we take, we have the ability to summon angels. We have the ability to summon the powers that are of heaven to go forth with the things that we do, to go forth with the actions that we take, to go forth with the speech that we declare. But that summoning is according to the sound because in God's kingdom, it is the trumpet that is used to sound. In other words, if you are going to do something that will require the gathering of the powers of God, the gathering of the armies of God to support. And in this case, I speak of the armies of God in the heavens to support what it is that you are doing. If what you are doing, if what you are saying is going to cut the powers of the heavens, the angelic influence, then it must be the blowing of the trumpet. It must be the blowing of the trumpet. Not just your speech, not just some action, but the sound that goes out of you. The time spent to prepare the sound is different from the time that you are speaking or doing things. An effort must go into preparing the sound. Hallelujah. Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God. Where? The heavens. That is the heavenly man. The heavenly part of you. That is the Lord's kingdom. That is where the glory of God is what? Declared from. Amen? And the firmament showeth his what? His handiworks. So if there is going to be the declaration of glory, the glory of God and the handiworks of God out of you, its source will have to be heaven. Its source will have to be heaven. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth what? Knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is what? Not heard. The voice there is the sound. There is no speech or language where their voice is not what? Heard. Now, this practically speaks of how the heavenly is able to take its roots in the earthly. Hallelujah. All right. Now, the part that I wanted you to take note of is the next verse, verse 4. It said, their line is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them had he set a tabernacle for what? The sun. In the heavens has he set the tabernacle for the sun. In the affections, in the transformed interiors of a man, a tabernacle is set for the sun. But their line is gone out through all the earth. Now, this scripture, Paul quotes it in Romans chapter 10. And he says that it is their sound. Have they all believed? You see, when he spoke about that, he said, their sound is gone into all the earth. But here, the Bible uses line. But Paul, in quoting it, calls it sound. And it's because, actually, the word that is used as line, which is a measuring instrument, also is used for a sound-giving instrument. Hallelujah. And this is very important. You see, this line which is here a measure. It's what goes into all the earth to do what? To measure. Listen, I'm showing you how you measure yourself. 
and how it is according to the sound that you are measured. Heaven is giving off a sound. Hallelujah. If you are able to resonate with the sound that comes from heaven in your own interiors, you are in agreement with heaven. Not when you are able to resonate with just the words that come out of heaven. Your ability to resonate with the sound is also your measure in the sight of the word of God. And in the same way, the sound as it measures you, also when it goes out of you, becomes the measure that is upon the heart of men. When Adam and Eve fell, the Bible says that the voice of God came into the garden in the cool of the day. And when they heard the voice of God, they hid themselves because they were what? Naked. Now that voice is actually the conscience that they had because of the remnant that was in their hearts. Now this was a church that had fallen, but still there was a remnant that was in their hearts. You understand that? I'm sharing this to let you see how the voice judged them. It was the voice that judged them, that made them hide. Now, the problem is that when the voice judged them, they were not supposed to hide. But they went to hide. And that is the state of people who are evil in their heart, but hide in the truth. It is the voice that judged them. Hallelujah. And that's the point that I'm trying to make. That the sound is also the measure. So in other words, our quality as a people, as we hear the word of God, as we receive the truth of God into our memory, the quality of our spirituality is in the sound. It is the sound that is compared to the sound that comes from heaven. It is our own vibe. Whether we are resonating with the vibe that comes from heaven, whether our affections and the things that are really driving us resonate with that which comes from heaven. No matter how we mask it with the right words, no matter, for instance, some of us may even go out, right, to speak the word of God. I know some of you go to K. Poly and all that. I'm telling you that you may go and speak the word, right? But the vibe you are giving is not somebody that is desiring the transformation of people. It is somebody that is looking for credit because they have done some work. See, there's a difference. You are looking for credit because you have done some work. So the person sitting before you and you speaking to the person, the sound you are giving is different. That is why God is not there. Because it is the sound that determines the presence of God. Remember, the sound is a trumpet. Hallelujah. And that trumpet will sermon, right? It will sermon the congregation. In other words, we can also sermon the congregation of heaven, the angels concerning a spiritual undertaking so that they will bring their influence to bear. But here is the case, you are speaking words that show that you are interested in the person's spiritual development. But you yourself, you have not come there because you are interested in the person's spiritual development. And it is in the vibe that you give in the spirit. It is in the sound that you give in the spirit. So the Lord is not with you in that. That is why then that activity lacks power. 
Because those that will undertake the activity of reaching out to people must love the people because they seek their transformation. And the reason why they love the people and seek their transformation is in the fact that they themselves, they have subjected themselves to the same truth. And because of that, they know the transformation. They know the kind of person that this truth that they are preaching will form out of the people. But when you don't know, and you go forth preaching, you preach as one that is giving a sound that is different from the sound that your words must actually carry. That's why the encounter lacks God. There's no God in it. You have sat before the person and you are talking to the person for minutes, for hours, 30 minutes, one hour. All that you are pouring forth is truth, is speech. But the sound thereof is missing. The sound thereof is missing. And because the sound thereof is missing, there is no organization of the armies of God in your favor. So that action, you do it alone. That action, you do it alone. Ask your neighbor, what sound are you giving out? Hallelujah. What sound are we giving out? You have a friend, you like to say a few things, you are trying to chip in. What sound are you giving off as you try to chip in something? Some of us, is the sound of we feel shy and ashamed that we have talked to this person and we didn't say anything. So our effort to share something is an attempt to remove our own shame. It's an attempt to remove our own shame. So this one that is giving forth a certain speech, but the vibe in the spirit is different. The vibe in the spirit is different. Speaking about the doctrine the Lord has given to us, but you give a different vibe when you are speaking. But they don't say that so that somebody will also be grateful you also responded to the call, right? Now, because of what I was going to preach to you, as I listened, read the messages that you sent, I read all of them anyway, all of them. On the church page, I read all of them. And those that sent me personal messages, I read all of them. But I was wondering, you see, not because I chose some and said, oh, Joanna said, no. I was just wondering that how much of it is with the right sound. The words in themselves are beautiful, right? Nice words, encouraging words. Words that seem to suggest that there is a lot of impact being made on you. But the question is whether the sound that is coming out of you, which is beyond the words, whether the sound actually agrees with these words that we're speaking but the sound. Hallelujah. Life. And say, God bless you for teaching us how to live. Right? But if it is the right sound, then you love this way that they say we should live. But it is your daily content. You are daily contending with this way and choosing against it. You get it? So even though you know that this is how you should live and someone taught you, the words you are speaking are the words of somebody who is so excited about the way that the word of God teaches them to live. And the only way you are excited about it is if you have experienced it. 
You get it? So you are speaking as one who is excited, but maybe the sound may be different. Hallelujah. The sound may be different. Some of you in your houses, they are fighting with you why you come to this church. The reason why they are fighting with you is that your sound, your sound, your sound, your sound. You have the words, but there's a problem with your sound. So you even try to explain <laughs> and you are lost. It becomes yes, you lack power. You lack the sound. You lack the sound. The Lord says he will come again. Hallelujah. When I say he will come again, I don't forget the, the answer. Like, there is going to be a visitation. But what he says we should do is that each and every one of us should improve upon his or her sound. The vibe. The unseen vibe. What you are actually putting into the realm of the spirit. You see, the sound that goes out of you. You can speak as one who loves the Lord, but the sound that goes out of you is as one who does not really love the Lord. You see, it can happen like that. So it is my prayer that the Lord will help us that we will not give an uncertain sound. A sound that does not correspond. It doesn't correspond to the big words that you are speaking. People know how to speak the right words. The big words. Those is where we used to be on the other side. We speak big words of faith. Right? But the sound... <laughs> the sound we speak as though you know God but the sound the sound do you see the sound and from time to time like the sons of Skiva the demons will get bored and say look Charlie stop that foolish thing yes, who are you it's because you've been parading yourself as one that has authority. But in the spirit, the sound you give. You see, have you had a dream? And in the dream, you wanted to speak, but you couldn't speak. It's like you knew the right thing to say, but as you are speaking, it's like breath is not inside you. Have you seen it before? Yeah, that is the lack of a sound. So you have the right words, you know the right words to speak, but the sound, and normally it's in a confrontation, it's in a battle. When something demonic is fighting you, maybe you want to speak something, you want to cry to God. You say, how you were going to cry, you know? You wanted to cry, Jesus, but your voice came like, when we're in there was this guy called Nico. They asked him to give a solo. And he said, no, give a shout. He said, ooh. Is it so? <laughs> the last shout. You see, so in your voice, 
like in your mind, you are shout because you think that because of what you know, you qualify to shout with a certain loud voice, right? But as you shouted, your shout was like Nico. You see, some of us we are barely speaking. Some of you, it happens to you like this thing that your friend say, "Mean Timo, say Mean Timo, say what? What is it? Yeah, that thing that is like something is holding you. You want to." Do you understand that? It means that your sound is not enough. Sometimes you are running. You feel like you should be able to put a distance between you and what is chasing you, right? But you are not able to put that distance. You know that you should, but you can't. Because there's an affinity. Eh? There's a connection between you and what is chasing you. And in the spirit, you can't separate yourself from something you are like. So if what is chasing you has something in you, a corresponding something in your heart, then as you want to flee from it, you will not have the strength, the capacity to actually flee from it. And that is why you can't run. Because what is chasing you, you know, even though you think you have proclaimed that that is the enemy, in your heart, that is the friend. So you don't run away from a friend. Hallelujah. So the effort to even run away from something like that is not there. So you are trying, but you see that you are not going. It's a sign that you lack the sound. At times, the sign that you lack the sound is that you speak the words, but you fear the situation where you are going to have to use the same words you preach. So you can speak words of comfort, but you shake within that you yourself will fall into such situations where you will need your own words of comfort. Meanwhile, you say that your words of comfort should lift the person out of their suffering, but you fear because in your heart, and that is your true self, the sound you are giving off is that even though the words of comfort are on your lips, they are not powerful enough to you. So you fear. You fear. Because if you have the weapon to defeat the enemy, then you should not fear that you may also have to meet the enemy in the future, right? But if your weapon is just a fake one, then quietly in your heart you fear. So even though you are trying, so the Lord is with you, the Lord, you are just hoping that you will not fall into that same thing. That difficulty. It's a sign. So what sound are you giving? Not the look of it. The look is just the words that are coming out of you. What sound are you giving? And the Lord says that we must improve upon it. How do you improve upon it? That's what we've been sharing with you. Uh, hallelujah. Consecration. To turn away from the evil that you love. To practically experience the word that you preach to become a living epistle of the word that you say you have received. Hallelujah. And I believe that if we take this thing up, every one of us, individually, if we take it up, what the Lord has for us in the coming days, will be able to actualize it.
will step into it. And the influence that the Lord will exert through us will be great. The Lord will use us to do mighty things. Mighty, mighty things. Mighty things. Mighty things. But if the sound is not there, if the sound is not there, or if it is not good enough, if it is not sophisticated enough, then there's going to be a problem. May the Lord help us.